Hello, this is Gary Auden. I'm at IT Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. With me today is Alan Percy, Senior Director of Product Marketing. And we've talked to Alan many times before. This is a new position for you, but it's an old position in one sense. You're an expert in the session border controller market. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you very much, Gary, for having me today. Uh, it is. It's a, a new position for me uh, um, starting in January working for Telco Bridges um, and supporting them with product marketing for uh, a new offer in the uh, session border controller space, which is qu quite exciting and quite interesting. We just finished a, a No Jitter blog last week, and one of the points you were making in that blog is free SBC, a totally new idea. Right. Right. Yeah, so the, the, the change in the twist is if you step back and sort of look at the macro situation with the migration of applications to the cloud, one of the things that uh, many of the hosted providers or, or application developers need to do is they certainly need to secure their application. So they need to have a session border controller to go along with their application when they move to the cloud. Well, moving a session border controller or putting a session border controller in the cloud, well, there's some, certainly some technical hurdles that, that are necessary to, to, to implement a cloud-based session border controller. But one of the most important things is a change in business model because cloud software is sold based on consumption as opposed to being sold like legacy equipment was where it was sold as a capex so that's a huge change so this is not really a licensing issue then is it well it's it's a change in business model somewhat um and one of the big things that was part of the uh, offer from telco bridges for their new free sbc session border controller is the decision to say you know, it's um, the basics uh, session border controller functionality is something that we that they can offer to the marketplace for uh, for service providers or for application developers that would like to use it without uh, without cost by um, like giving them an opportunity to use it with their own self support using wiki uh, a wiki for their own support. Uh, and then when they're ready for some more enhanced features or, you know, premium or freemium, uh, you know, f features, they can then come back and then can license those additional features. So it changes the business model to be more focused on the differenti differentiation or uh, enhanced features like analytics or for connectors or API access than it is necessarily on the basics of an SPC. Having this functionality in the cloud goes back to changing my IT stuff quite a bit, doesn't it? It does. It does. Really... One of the things um, about having a session border controller in the cloud is, um, it, you know, first of all, is it allows the concentration of call traffic, for example, to a particular location so that you can bring in multiple service providers uh, into a certain location and then do uh, normalization of that SIP traffic um, using the SPC with, you know, a SIP header manipulation, for example. Uh, and, it, you know, it eliminates a lot of the infrastructure costs that would normally be you know incurred because of a specialized appliance or specialized device instead now it's part of a it's part of a general cloud infrastructure ex, uh, spend that might happen for an application so you know the soft switch and this session border control and the billing system and the analytics and the you know the customer record keeping and all that can sit in the cloud uh, comfortably together and, and that really that you know gives you economies of scale that otherwise were difficult to do before 
A lot of people just like putting their hands around the appliances. Like they own it. They feel secure with it. Yeah. How do you convince people that this is even a better way to do it? Because now you don't have to maintain all of that yourself. Yeah. No, it's interesting. As a matter of fact, there will be applications where someone says, you know what, I want this on a piece of bare metal. And I, you know, and I want it in a particular physical location because I want it to provide you know, a point of demarcation. And, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but there are applications, though, where uh, it's not necessary to have it as a dedicated piece of hardware uh, in a particular application. And the trick is now is to offer it in in such a flexible way so that they, you know, they, the customer can make that decision as opposed to, you know, forcing them one way or the other. And and there are some offerings in the marketplace who, you know, only offer it as a service in the cloud, and others who only offer it as an appliance and don't give that flexibility. And um, I know one of the initiatives with this free SBC was to make it flexible so that it could be used, you know, either as an appliance, uh, prepackaged and delivered, ready to install, or it could be just offered as a download in, in a cloud uh, as a service kind of offering. When I look at session border controllers, they come like small, medium, large. In other words, they don't scale across the whole range. How do you solve that problem? Right, well, one of them is, is making highly efficient software. That's that's one thing, right? Um, and, and one of the ways to do that is, um, you know, is designing using you know dedicated you know, embedded operating systems and et cetera. Instead of trying to use, um, in, in, you know, general purpose operating systems that were really never meant for that kind of scale. So uh, you know, embedded Linux and those kinds of things are, you know can improve significantly the efficiency. And the second thing is. Is is also um, is you know be able to do put together clusters of, of SBCs or having you know multiple session border controllers work together you know as a as a group to then scale the application. And one of the things that's kind of interesting is that you know, Telco Bridges has been able to get six up to upwards of sixty thousand sessions on a uh, individual uh, server with you know high performance you know quad core kind of processing uh, platforms, but. But that kind of scale comes from you know being very very efficient in the use of the processor resources and memory et cetera uh, to make sure you can hit those kind of numbers and then beyond that then it's just a matter of, of clustering servers together. What kind of customers are most interested in what you're offering now? Yeah, so the most of the use case, um, the expectations for this new uh, session border controller, primarily in the service providers uh, and in hosted applications, maybe some large enterprise applications. Um, it's really targeted to be an access SBC, so that uh, you know, landing individual SIP sessions from from consumer or from small business uh, enterprises into into a, into an SBC in, in the core of the of the service provider. Um, other cases are also for peering between multiple service providers, where you might be a, a wholesale IP operator that would like to. Um, uh, be used as part of a solution bill of do some either, again, you know, um, conversion or normalization of, of protocols or provide security. You mentioned the word analytics, and people just love that term. Yeah. But what can I learn from analytics of the SBC that I couldn't learn from someplace else? Yeah. So one of the things, you know, the SBCs have always been sort of the crossroads for a lot of traffic, and they've been a great place to do certain uh, common functions um, and analytics is one of them because so much of the voice traffic either is a point of entry or a point of departure in and out of an organization uh, or a service provider and that gives it a, an opportunity to then do some measurement and, and some performance measurement at that edge uh, that 
that um, would be otherwise very difficult to do. I think it also could be an arbitrator in the sense you're looking at the PBX on one end and the service provider at the other end that you have an independent system in the middle. That's correct, yeah. It's sort of a, as you can envision, you know, it's, a, it's like a broker in the sense that in a lot of cases, um, as you mentioned, that it's, you know, interconnecting two different dissimilar systems together. So um, it's in that unique spot where it can look at, you know, the performance of the packets and look at the timing and how much latency and how much jitter is in the, uh, not only the, you know, the, the media streams, but also too in the call setup, et cetera. Can I use the SBC to help me with business continuity? Yeah, so SBCs also um, can play the role in um, uh, detecting network outages and reroute traffic as part of the routing engines. Uh, and um, that's often an important part. Um, it's, not, it's very common for us to run into situations where a service provider would, would have, you know, redundant dual uh, one plus one redundant SBCs. Uh, traffic comes in, and then they're able to then, using their routing tables, um, send the traffic off to either various applications or services. And then those, um, uh, th those SBCs can detect failures and then can, you know, route traffic to whatever, you know, data center is still operating. The article we did last week had the word trends in it. What do you think is happening with the SBC? Yeah. It's going from the, the black box appliance to what? Yes, right. So one of the key trends that we did talk about in that article was was the conversion from it being an appliance and being sold like an appliance and being sold as a piece of hardware uh, to being sold as a service, right, as a software service. And you know, if you really kind of step back and think about it, an SBC is you know playing a couple of important roles. One of them is interoperability. It's play it's playing that role of conversion of one format to another. Uh, in a lot of cases, SIP header manipulation, for example. In the other cases, it's doing things as a service like uh, NAT traversal and managing pinholes and and uh, and firewalls. Uh, or in other cases, it might be doing transcoding, for example, and doing conversion. But those are all basically services that are needed for you know a modern service provider to be able to deliver you know applications to their customers. Well, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Great to have you. Thanks.